Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans. As we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to the latest View from the Gladys Street fan podcast on the Royal Blue Acast channel with me, Ian Kroll. It's post-Merseyside derby and pre-Newcastle chat. Probably the majority of this show will consist of derby talk with more shows scheduled for later this week, set to preview the Newcastle game, but we will touch upon the away fixture this coming Saturday. My guest today, there's two of them, and we have, sitting in front of me, John Howard. How are you, John? Very well, thank you, Ian. You, you just look like you're ready to go, John, to be honest. I, I can see you, you're ready to bounce off your seat. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few things to get off my chest, yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, and sat to my left, we have Connor Bennett. How are you, Connor? All right, back again so soon. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Much appreciated, top man. And of course, a top blue. Um, lads, at the time of this recording, it'll be a little over 24 hours since the final whistle blew on the 233rd Merseyside Derby. So, uh, John... I'm not even going to ask a question. I'm just going to let you take the floor. Go. Well, first and foremost, it's now two games and we ain't conceded the goal. We've picked up four points. So on a practicality level, I think every Everton has got to be a little bit more pleased about that considering we were conceding goals left, right and centre. Uh, a lot of our Red Brethren, and I don't want this to be a podcast about them, I really don't, but a lot mm. of our seem to be missing the point that are oh, you celebrating a point, you celebrate a point. We're not. I think you mentioned something on Twitter. Am I happy that we've potentially dented their chances of winning the league? Of course I am. A uh, lot of games still to play. This isn't over yet, but I think I do think a lot of Liverpool fans felt it. This, this is this. Everton fans are thinking about Everton Football Club. And I thought yesterday was, you know, if that's the second best team in the league, which I believe it is, then I don't think Everton, with a little bit of belief, a little bit of organisation, and you know what, a little bit of heart and design, a lot of players yesterday who weren't doing it. You know, we're being slagged off. And, you know, the criticism, a lot of it was justified. I thought, yes, they stood up and were counted. And I thought, they, you know what, they, as Tim Cahill said on one of his half-thought messages, I thought they played for the bads. And yes, they did. And another day, considering, you know, cards on the table, I think Van Dijk is easily the best defender in the league, one of the best in Europe. I thought Calvert-Lewin, he soldiered. He was, he was a little bit out of his depth, but he soldiered. He worked hard. Another day, that header, you know... If there was a bit less wind, I know that certainly uh, mucked up Jurgen Klopp's plans. <laughs> Sorry about the weather, but uh, another day that header goes in, doesn't you know? And then suddenly one nil, they they've got a bit of defence. I don't think we're talking uh, Connor. Uh, we didn't park the bus, you know. Walcott absolutely skew if the chance that if he pulls that across, hmm. the two or three players run onto us. I don't think we parked. They're gonna have more possession, but I certainly don't think it was. Uh, well, we're gonna fight for anything kind of game. I really don't. I think nil nil. They're gonna say it wasn't fair. I think it was actually a reasonable reflection of what of a game that was. But that's what they say for most things, isn't it? It's very true, yeah. Yeah. Okay, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor, <laughs> taking into account or taking out the equation, Liverpool's name, Yeah. taking out the equation that there are local rivals, let's put into the equation, because it's true, they're a top four side, you know, they are, you know, a quality team, uh, they're probably one of two teams that are going to win the league. 
you're happy with that point that we got yesterday? Uh, if it was against any other the top four, yeah. I'm so not, taking an account away from Liverpool, I'm anything not, I, to do with Liverpool, yeah, I wouldn't be too sure. I'd be disappointed that we didn't beat them. With it being them, I'm sort of happy that we didn't get beat just because it's them. But as we said again outside, it's been since 2010 we've not beat them now, and that's mm. not a run anyone wants to go on. Well, it'd be 19 games next season before we get a chance to beat them again. But as you say, taking it out, taking it out, and looking at the bigger picture, I'd, I'd be disappointed it's two points dropped, especially with that chance late on where Richardson tries to play in Bernardo. He's an inch or two bigger. It's one nil, yeah. and I don't think we get beat from that point. I don't think they had enough to trouble us later in that game. It, we withstood their first half pressure and that was sound because I didn't think we were going to. But if it was United or Arsenal, Chelsea, I was going to say Spurs then, but then Spurs absolutely tonked us. I'd be I'd be a little disappointed, but I'm 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 not because it's them because we didn't get beaten and they can't alter all with us till next season. So, so obviously put all that back into the equation then, is there a sense of mixed feeling? Could we have? Should bit, we have yeah. done more, or could we have even done more to, yeah, yeah. to go on and win the game? Yeah, I think we could have done a bit more to win the game. Um, the chances we had to score could have been a little better. We the Walcott one should have done a lot more with it. But Charleston could have pulled it back to Sigerson. Don't know. I haven't seen it back. The free kick late on that was right on the edge. That was a waste. That could have been so much more. But that could have been so much better. That could have troubled them. Should Sigerson not have taken that? I was it? saying that because it, it, you could have with Sigerson. You can disguise in the post shot, or you can go deep mm. for the far post with a horrible cross. And we've seen how many ground crosses can sneak in the far post. Mm. It's happened to us plenty of times. But it, 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 yeah. It's if it's mixed feelings because I think we could have done a lot more. We could have made it a bit more of a battle. To the the, the crowd was riled up. That was great. But there wasn't really a tackle in that way you thought, oh, this is a turning point now. The, the Keane one was great, but I'm talking more of a midfield one where it's a proper blood and thunder tackle. There mm. wasn't that there yesterday. And and I think that sort of we were just, let it down a little bit for me. Sorry, we were just Go more um, composed then in a, posi- yeah. in a positive way. Don't we have been in a few years? Yeah. Because yeah. you usually think, I think they, uh, Dave said it a few times, that Michael Arteta said in his interview with Everton before the season, we, we've always tried to drag Derby down to our level to make it audible for them. We didn't yesterday. We went toe-to-toe with them and stood what they wanted to do. We let them stand on the ball. We weren't worried about it. Hmm. There was a few chances where, okay, they did trouble us, but were we ever really in danger of getting beat? I don't think so. Hmm. I think the players reflected that with the performance. Okay. Um, John, Connor said that we probably could have done more on the pitch. Is there anything Marco Silva could have done different to, you know, get get the three points that, that he didn't do? I'm not... I'm not overly sure there was, to be honest with you. I totally echo Connor's point, and I'm going to sound like I'm sort of contradicting myself here. Might be an unpopular opinion because I did think Carver Lewin did really well. I think with Romelu Lukaku or any number of forwards we've had in the yeah. past, I think if he plays, I think Everton may have sneaked that one. I really do. I think with Marco Silva, you know, people think he's never had a second season as a manager, which, you know, says a lot about him or says a lot about other clubs. I think he, he's still learning. And yesterday, I think he did listen to lessons, take the medicine. And in, as I say, in the last two games, he's produced teams that have been well organised, they've been resolute. You know, the Ghana's starting to look a little bit more like the Ghana we know, whether that's playing for a move away. But I just think at times, players that were dropping below that extra 10% are suddenly now rising above it. And I just think they're actually showing Everton football club that its fans, because that's all he wants. We just want a little bit of effort because a little bit of effort, we actually have the players that will turn nil-nils into one-nils in our favour. However, if you can't, as I said in a couple of podcasts ago, Everton 
I don't refuse to call. I refuse to call them a team because they weren't playing as a team. I think the last couple of games, I think we start to look more like a team. We've looked more like a band of brothers who are willing to pull for each other, you know. And and there is nothing like a Merseyside derby to warm up the spike. But let's take it nothing away that we were kind of doing that battling, you know, that cold night against Cardiff, getting three. And and that's the thing we have to look at it is what are we doing for ourselves? Mm. So is that the difference then? Just you know, playing playing as a team because obviously you know. It's, it's only two games. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Of course. But I, I certainly think it's some difference. Are we the finished article? Absolutely not. I think we, you know, we're looking at the right back area, probably looking at the right midfield area. Certainly look at the centre forward area. But the thing is, the first thing you've got to do, and we talked about basics uh, a couple of podcasts. You've got to get the basics right. You've got to at least be prepared. Well, look, if I can't win the fifty-fifty, I've got to make sure that what happens next is not detrimental to our team. Also as well, I think Jordan Pickford, who has kind of been demonised a little bit, ironically, for the last derby. I think he's gone a long way yesterday to redemption because I think if the Salah one goes in early, mm. which I think was probably the most guilt edge chance they had, I really think that would have been the stuff and knocked out the crowd. And, and it didn't, and it kind of almost, a bit like Neville's tackle on Ronaldo, if you, it kind of galvanised. I think the, it was already bear pit-like, but I think the atmosphere was like, well, well we are, we've got through that one. Mm. And I think after that, it was, you know, winning a match now. Let, let's play and let's fight. So... Yeah, I think getting back to basics and I think playing as a team is a big thing. You, you, good team always beats good individuals. Connor, but the most pleasing thing for me yesterday, and it's kind of what John's just said there, so it's kind of touching upon it, but the fact that Marco Silva knew how to set up that team to play against Liverpool there, I don't want to compare it against you know previous managers because obviously it's, it's, it's a negative thing to do, but you know if that was a Martinez, he probably would have just set up and you know, to go gung-ho and yeah. potentially we could have got B4-5-0. If it was an Allardyce, he would have just set up completely yeah. to defend and not even have an ounce of a chance of scoring. Yeah. There was a, I wouldn't say it was 50-50, but there was definitely more of a balance from Michael Silver there. And for me, that was the most pleasing thing. And it goes back to the fact that what we've said time and time again on on this podcast, that unfortunately, it just doesn't look like a couple of those players have the quality to beat those type of, you know, top four, top two, top one teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back to his result with Watford when he was there, when he was there, boss, how he got on against them. I think he beat them. He, he settled well against Klopp, I think. They got a result against, for Hull, sorry, um, with the Niasse goal. Yeah. And he, he doesn't, he, he, we went toe-to-toe with them at Anfield and he doesn't seem to, as you said there, go the Martinez route of well I've got an attacking team so let's go attacking we were, we were strong yesterday at the back strong in midfield to the credit of Morgan Schneiderlin and yeah. up top we well, like, as we keep saying he could have done a bit more but it wasn't a terrible selection and sort of completely baffling his subs were attacking subs but he didn't sort of say well don't worry about the back line now let's kind of attack there was still a bounce to it Gomes was winning tackles in, in the mm-hmm. midfield yeah, he did well. was tracking back to his credit and Tosin does when he does up top but chasing that's the sort of team and selection that we need completely is is a balanced team and I sort of think he's rolled the storm now of and again not to get carried away because it's only two results but the bad patch of form we've just come off that he sort of realises I need to sort of pick a team that works and he did that yesterday to his credit and he needs to carry that forward if he does so remains to be seen but I think he's sort of stuck on a team now where Schneidlin helps the back line by doing what he does. Gay gets a bit more freedom in midfield to roam a bit more and to be a bit more of a nuisance and let the front line be the front line. They can do what they need to do. If you bring in Richarlison again on Saturday and stick with the two Brazilians, 
then yeah, there's a bit more flair there and that, that terrifies teams. I think for me, it keeps teams five yards back. That helps the team completely because then if we need to, we can step up. Zuma can dominate with balls coming over the, coming over the, over the middle and sweeping them out. The fullback, specifically Seamus Coleman can do a bit more, but as we keep saying, there's a balance and yeah. that's great because we haven't had that for a while. And I mean, there's a, there's a few suggestions as well, Connor, that, I mean, not, not from the club or from anyone in the club, just, just fans and, you know, maybe a couple of people on this podcast as well, that if he lost against Cardiff and Liverpool and the defeats were very damaging, he could potentially be on his way. So, it's obviously it's a bit of a relief, but how how massive is it that we've come out come away from these two tough fixtures? One, yeah, yeah. a team who's fighting relegation in a, in a dogfight, and obviously Liverpool. We know the qualities that we've come out with four points and yep. two clean sheets. Yeah, well, that was suggested when we were on last time. Yeah, the yeah. Cardiff game was if you get through these two and it's not great, does he really make it to Newcastle? Hmm. But now you're thinking about it. It's two games. It's back to back clean sheets and it's four points. If we get a result on Saturday, it's the rest of the slide that was nearly out of control and was damaging on, are we going to get dragged into a dark fight at the bottom? But now you're sort of thinking, if we get a result on Saturday, we're looking upwards, we're not thinking about the teams behind us. We can target, as much as it seems a bit weird, we can target Watford, we can target Wolves, we can go for that last European place, if, if so be it. I think we're 10th or 9th at the minute. But that's going to slip out because of the cup. So if we keep just keep moving forward, keep balancing the, the whole team, the whole squads, we'll be fine. And, we can then reset for the summer and look again and think, right, we need, this is what we need. How are we going to get it? We don't have the distraction of a World Cup now and the manager will be in place, the director of football will be in place. So it's not hard to think that if you get to the end of the season with an all right bit of form and an all right finish, there's a, there's potential to build on. Um, John, there was a s- suggestion that, you know, Silva was going to be stubborn for the rest of the season in terms of his philosophy and the style of play. But do you think... He mixed it in terms of his his style and a bit more of a direct style of play, certainly over the past two games. Without a shadow of doubt, Ian, and I think Marco Silva, again, I'm, I'm still in the Silva camp, but I think actually Silva's proven himself to be a more astute coach than maybe he's given credit for. And as you say, he's got a real pragmatism about him. Yes, he wants a silver style of football, what he believes is the ethos going forward. But I think, as I said yesterday, he thought, well, these are the cards I've got. This is how I'm going to play. And I think he did use that and, and played to our stance. Everyone accepted it was going to be a transitional season. But I think now, he's, now you know, it's it's kind of like there's certain things being an Evertonian you expect. 100% commitment, understanding the club. And that doesn't matter whether you have two, three, ten transitional seasons. You have to... But I think, as you say, his back was against the wall. Cardiff and Liverpool, could have, we could have had a very different podcast there. But I think he's gone out and thought, right, how can I pick a team to beat Cardiff? That's how we'll do it. And it turns out we ended up winning. And I thought we looked good for the 3-0 lead against Liverpool. We certainly weren't just the... It was very reminiscent, I think, of our game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. You know, and I've come on, I've, I've mentioned that so many times. We come out and thinking, that was a nil-nil. But you know what? Another day, we get more. You know, and that's the thing. I think Marco Silva does deserve a lot of credit, as do a lot of players that they've come out and thought, right, OK, this isn't right. It isn't good enough. So like, what are we going to do to change it? And I think Marco Silva can look at his side now and think, right, he'll know what he wants. Mm. He'll know what he, he won't want Everton finishing eighth. No one does. No one does. Liverpool fans might, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but no one wants Everton doing that and hanging about, let's be honest, mid-table to best of the rest of security. We want us in the mix and fighting. But at the moment, we don't think we've got the cards to do that. We don't have that. Calvert-Lewin is a, 
a super of a player. He is in that top class striker. We're still a little bit light in other areas. Theo Walcott drastically needs looking at other placing altogether. So we're cutting the cloth he hat. You know, he's cutting the cloth accordingly. Mm. I, th- I think he's been bob on. I really do. And, you know, there was no, like say, going direct. I mean, I can't remember the many occasions really that's where it was like p- trying to play off from the back and it, and if we did it was always back to Pickford so obviously he has learned his lessons yeah. from, from previous mistakes surely yeah I watched it back last night the second half especially and Neville picked up on that that there was one or two where he went short to Snardlin and he went to Gay but there was sort of like a calmness about his distribution where that's not been seen for a while mm-hmm. but I fair enough his kicks went great again and it sort of seemed to be a bit too much aimed at Van Dyke. but he had the wind <laughs> that's what I that thought. That, that's what I thought, though. With with Van Dijk, yeah, yes, he he was he played brilliant, he, and he was man of the match. We, we played up to it. That's what we? I mean. Yeah. It was it was too easy for yeah, him. It's a world class centre half that we were, as I say, playing up to. We were yeah. doing. It was meeting Zing for him. Exactly. You know? that, that's what I mean. I I didn't. I, obviously, I was at the game, so I watched a bit of the the punditry when I got back, and it was like someone said it was like too easy for him. I think Carragher said or Neville said it was too easy for him. And I just thought to myself, well, we were we were kind of making it too easy for him. You know, long balls up the field. Yeah, that's fine if you want to go direct yeah. and you know that like be a bit um, alternate in what you want to do. Don't play off from the back because we know mistakes come. Yeah. Um, but he was going up against Walcott at times, and it was just like, well. Yeah. clearly yeah. Van Dijk's going to win that ball yeah. so no, it was really no wonder that he got man of the match yeah. you know what I mean yeah I, the tackle he had on Bernard when he was running across Bernard could have done a bit more with it and even bent it a bit earlier hmm. that's a good tackle but I, as I say we played up to him yesterday I kept saying to me mate my brother I go with the game with that it seemed like we were trying to play like any long ball was trying to a mistake from him but we weren't getting it and then when we attack Matip and Natsad, we got a bit more. As again, Bernard, mm. I think there was a few times what uh, Dinier got in behind. But it wasn't the sort of performance from them where you think they earned it. Mm. We, we played to it and we we could have done a bit more. A different day there, a different striker than Calvert-Lewin, a bit more experience dead. Mm. Caused a bit more trouble. You had that one where Richarlson, the Richarlson chance across the box, he spun, Calvert, he spun Van Dijk like he, spun, like he spun a few yeah. defenders yeah. this season. I think, yeah, he was probably worth the man of the match, but was he really a defender like Gerard Piquet or Sergio Ramos where you think, oh God, what a performance. Hmm. He, he snuffed out four or five chances there. Not for me. And I think Carl Lewin could probably could have, you know, he seemed to be on Van Dijk for the whole game. He yeah, needed he to swap the, over a little bit to had a, Yeah, he had, and I thought he could have done that. And he had a few headers where, I think we said before outside, he, he troubled Van Dijk where he went up with him, but he didn't seem to lose his battle he carried mm. on going if he, if we would have sort of switched at half time and gone well now sit on Matip or sit on the full back we, could, we didn't I don't think we did that much where yeah. we played on the full back we could have done that a bit more so I think they're susceptible around the back yeah but, but yeah. how old Calvert-Lewin is but 20, maybe, 21 I think maybe that, that is the lack of experience yeah, yeah. as you say a, a different kind of more of a canny forward spots as you say Matip is the weaker link and goes on to that whereas I think Carvel, who was probably given a very specific job yesterday, almost like forget your own performance, just stand up and soldier. I think he's definitely and, been told to, to yeah. do, do you know that. I, mean? I don't and think the, he's like dismissed lack, anything Silver yeah, said. And he's and like, that lack of experience, he's literally gone, well, there's the X, you'll, I'll dig there. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens. I think, you know, maybe Calvert Lewin in three or four years' time thinks, oh, I, I can maybe get a little bit more joy elsewhere and that kind of thing. But that that just comes a little bit of time. He could have been helped with someone in the midfield t- yeah. directing him to do that yes. as well. As yeah. we were saying before about a leader, well, we, did, we didn't have that sort of saying, well, listen, lad, you go and mm. sit on him for five minutes yeah. now and then let's play there. It was sort of, he seemed like Silver's exactly. told me to play like yeah. this, let's do this, let's not 
it varied from the was, from what the play type was. Exactly, and the, like the romantic inside does things about Tim Kale. Tim Kale's in the Siggy role yesterday. That's what would have happened. You've been Kale screaming everywhere yeah, to, to change. Kale would have swapped in and out with Calvert Lewin. He'd have won Van Dijk up. You, you know, you, you, at the end of the day, we all love Tim Kale, but Tim Kale was audible on the pitch. One, he? he just he, we were glad he was just pulling for us. Yeah. The amount of times it wasn't just the great goals and the, it was the the sneaky little things he'd do. You know, I mean, even I don't know if you're watching any of the Everton videos put out. And he said, "Yeah, you uh, saw about the three and He said, "Oh, yeah, no, great day that was. Sun was shining, and I got Alonso in a headlock." <laughs> and he just readily admits it. You know, he, he really did not care, did he? Do you know, it, it was Why like, well, I'm, "I'm here to win." If you don't like it, you know, it didn't do Jamie Carragher any harm, did it? It was just as bad. So I think with maybe I say a little bit more of that personality and leadership, you know, and, and we were talking about it at your side, weren't we? In the summer with the recruitment process. I think they've got to be looking at not just the ability, but the personality. Mm. Are we going to get someone in here? Are we going to go out and buy a leader? Whomever that may be. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, Connor, for all the positives that, that we've just talked about from the game, you know, mentioned it, we haven't won a derby since 2010 now. Yeah. So, you know, can't, we can't help but feel gutted that we, we, you know, didn't win. You know what I mean? But it's another. It's going to be another season until we've got a chance of beating Liverpool. Yeah, I say it's going to be what nineteen by the time the nineteen, yeah, out, yeah. And we're thinking, oh God, can we beat them this season? Yeah. We make so much about the Anfield record that we've sort of forgotten about what it's like at home and getting mm. the results off them. I think the past two or three derbies now at home has it been like nil nil one 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 something like that yeah I don't the, think we've scored last, um, Lukaku 2015 was the yeah, last 2015 last one, it? yeah I think Danny Ings scored for them didn't he yeah early yeah. but was the last time they beat us the Mane one yeah the one nil yeah right at the post yeah. yeah that was who was in goal that day Joel Robles it was a while ago yeah wasn't it I think wasn't it Klopp's first derby no I think it, no, was, it, it, well, no, okay. it was I think it was an own game yeah, Rogers yeah. got sacked didn't he after the after that one one yeah after the one one yeah I still thought of that I thought just that man I won I just had visions of it being a night game Monday it was night. a night game yeah. yeah and it was the last yeah. minute but yeah I, I get to get back onto it and stop talking yeah. about them <laughs> um, the record needs to be put to bed nine years they like, even the home one now and that's yeah. twenty ten is too far gone to think like oh that was the last time yeah. the worst thing for me was like they put the highlights up before the game hmm. and it's like last Everton win twenty ten before that like 2007 whatever you want to say and it was like biggest win the 30s hmm. like like when are we going to stand up and yeah. make a mockery of them we haven't Excellent. done that in a while they yeah. do it to us every, every season it feels like a third place yeah. once we start stop worrying about beating them over there and start worrying about just getting this yeah. track record back on like sort of straight then the, the, every, everything else will fall into place but we need to beat them like <laughs> it's great we've, we've, dented it in, we've put it into their title up but we still haven't beat them and yeah. that, that's an annoying it's an annoying part for me mm. walking up the ground yesterday. that was me mixed feelings yesterday yeah. coming out the ground I know we, you know, we were singing they were singing you're gonna you're gonna win I didn't go involved in that because that's a jinx <laughs> I, was, I mean I wasn't cringing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah there's still a lot of football to be played let's, let's <laughs> 10 games or whatever yeah. it is no exactly I, I mean I wasn't cringing to it like to the fullest but I just thought you know if we'd beat them yeah, I, could say, yeah. I could say that's fair enough yeah. I mean, we've only drew do you know what I mean it's, it was just disappointing disappointing like it's, again it's a, it's a team who's probably one of two are going to win the league you are right to feel disappointing we are a, we are a football club no, exactly, and, and yeah. I, I, I do say to people I mean God bless me mum my long suffering mum who the amount of rants I've had you know, I try and explain to it we're having a football club so you know what okay call me an idea call me what we'll ball if Real Madrid and Barcelona turn up at Goodison Park, I'm expecting, hey, at least a decent performance. But, you know, why should I have to settle? 
Mm. For us, you know, just just stand there making the numbers up. You know what I mean? And, and I think as Liverpool aside, but I think it's something the top four. You know, I mean, there's not we're not littered with victories against Man United recently, are we? I mean, there was a time under Moyes, not saying for one minute the same thing, but we were getting the better of Man United quite regularly, weren't we? You know, I remember Martin, I think we did them 3 0 under Martin, hasn't yeah, it? suddenly gone, hasn't it? You know, and, and I think that goes back to identity. But I think Marco Silva's now got at least till next season, hasn't he? Yeah. Or through the end of next season. So Well, as long as nothing drastic happens over the next exactly, nine games. Exactly, yeah. It would take an absolute monumental collapse, wouldn't it? But Three points from safety now. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, when, where are you going to be one of them who's going to give you the, if should we attain that magic 40? Are you going to be that we are staying up in or? If we get to 40 points. Are we, are we going to get that from you, yeah? I don't know. The we are staying up podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put that as the headline. I was going to say, Everton yeah. are staying up. Yeah, yeah. Season of solidarity, yeah. I think we'll get more than forty points, John. Put it that way. I, I do. Do you know what? Genuinely, I, I can see a couple of genuinely a couple of wins in there, and I think we, I think we might just surprise ourselves. You know, there's mm. a lot of the so-called big clubs still got to come to Goodison. You know, European commitments and other things they're going to have to focus on. You never know. You catch them cold. That's a good point. That just on the points, um, Graham Callan, who comes on this podcast when things weren't going great a couple of weeks ago, he was obviously worried about you know the fear of relegation and getting dragged into that dogfight. And he he asked me, this was going back a couple of weeks now. He asked me, um, what what are going to be our final points tally? And I said it'll be between forty six and fifty. I was I was thinking it would be. I mean, this is when we were absolutely dire. So it was like, where mm. are we going to pick up points? And I don't think I said we. Um, get a draw against Liverpool and I think we said we'd get a draw against Cardiff so yeah. I'm probably probably up on that I'm going to have to call yeah. him out on that when this finishes Alan Mars he's a very popular he, he called it early on the knee and said 48 yeah I don't think that's un, unreasonable is it? not, yeah. it's not unattainable is it you know we've still got you know okay we've got to play Man United but they've got to come to good us and we can you know replicate anywhere near the purpose of atmosphere and commitment we had yesterday why not? This is surely going to give us the confidence, isn't it? Over the next yeah. half time, just with the games coming mm. up. Do you know what I mean? Like when you weeks ago, when you were looking at these mm. games, you're thinking Cardiff. You know that's going to be tough. Liverpool never get anything from yeah. that. Obviously, we've got Newcastle. Then we've got Chelsea, United are coming up. Um, Tottenham as well. Home game against. Have we got to Burnley. Burnley. We've got to play Burnley, Burnley as well. Yeah, yeah. second last, and then Tottenham you know. away last. Arsenal at home still to come. Yeah. Arsenal at home, yeah. So Arsenal, obviously yeah. back then you were thinking you, we're just never going to get anything, but now you're thinking. With the foundations that we've set over the past two games after the break that we've had, mm. there's got to be something there at least to get yeah. points over the next couple something of games. Something to build on, Ian, isn't it? To be fair, yeah. it's, it's not. I think that's all. I think Silver's beginning to realise it's all Evertonians have really wanted. Yeah. Just a bit of identity and a little bit of commitment. And I think yesterday we got it. And I think, you know, cue the, the positivity. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Connor. I'm, I was disappointed we didn't win, and I'm not. Be, I never actually thought we'd get beat. I didn't think we'd get beat yesterday. But I was just hoping that maybe even if just one off the backside or I don't know, a, you know, a straight hand. That's all I wanted. I couldn't yeah. care less if we played no. you know, you, you terrible. Know, let's be honest, if, if it comes off someone's finger and flies in there, then great. I was know. hoping for like a 1-0 and it was a dive. Can we, go, we got a yeah. penalty. Can you imagine the, yeah. the absolute... Poorly you know, struck penalty. Guess, yeah. guess take it to me a bit. Do you know what I mean? That was, would, there's been something poetic about that, wouldn't there? Yeah. Yeah. But to, to, to like add on to that, uh, I think that's where Saturday comes very vital, is that it goes from two games to three games without, without defeat. Yeah. And it's, what? God, I can't do the math to me. I had seven points from nine, hmm. from three games. So well, you can win. And, and that, that's what I'm on. Yeah. Possibly keeping other clean uh, sheets uh, as well. They, they've sort of gone after the little boil a little bit. I don't think they, yeah. were, they weren't too good on, on Saturday against West Ham. No, I so, think they were quite, they were quite yeah. poor. 
So you're looking at that now with a bit more positivity and let's get a result. Then, all right, we were a few weeks ago worrying about looking at this. Every big shot's got to come to Goodson. We've played the three best, in my opinion. We've played <laughs> played City, played Spurs, played them. Are you worried about Arsenal at home? They look good, but... You think we can get something, yeah, especially the way we played United, United, United looked picked, poor yesterday. Yeah. I thought, uh, on Saturday, sorry. Yeah. Chelsea... No one knows what's going on there. Mm. So you're looking not at even Chelsea to be fair. So you're looking at yeah. and thinking, no, like we might not beat all of them, but we might get a result off three, yeah. off the three of them. I think with Chelsea, the Chelsea game, I think it depends on what side the keeper puts out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, he played, he played well yesterday. He's, he's not got game yesterday. Sorry, he didn't see me, but it was proper through gritted teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, right? yeah. But it's what sort it's of funny that John, I like that. What sort yeah. of attitude they turn up with, isn't it? Are they gonna are they gonna blow us off the park with Hazard? Well, if not, then we can catch them cold. A- exactly, you know they've got. At the end of the day, the Europa League's not a bad consolation prize. They're still in that. So they're going to be looking at that, you, you know. We know how draining that is over Thursday and exactly, Sunday. Exactly, yeah. Zoom is not going to be able to play against Chelsea, is he? I assume. No, but me and I should be fit. I've been, you know, I've been yeah. thinking a lot about that. And I'm thinking, I think Michael, I thought Michael Hume was excellent. Yeah, he's kind of becoming in his own way the main man. He's bought me to play with. Is Zoom going to be the one to make way anyway? Potentially. You so. know, you know what I mean? And. Jaggy Elk or whatever, certainly still has some sort of, of future, whether being advice coach or even complaining the odd game so is Zuma going to be the one you know I'm, I'm thinking more and more about Zuma is he going to be made permanent I mean that nothing's been decided over the Chelsea I get this is a different podcast altogether but <laughs> nothing's been decided over the, the Chelsea ban has he no, I don't think so no. so I, I I think if they can't buy players next season I don't think we'll be able to get Zuma they'll bring I think they'll, they'll want to keep him mm. that's but just my thought as much as I like him it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. No, I agree. You know, yeah. you know. I, I think Meaning is our man, and I think Michael Keane's looking more and more like the player that everyone was like, "Whoa, we did well getting him." Yeah, you and I, I, I think to relate it back to yesterday, there was a few times where they went diagonal, and it looked like Keane and Zuma lost communication with each other. Mm. There's no leader between them two, and I think Meaning sort of like his English isn't great, but he seems to sort of have that badge on his chest, South American yeah. style of like, "You're not going to get past me." It's like that. At Chel- go back to Chelsea. Chelsea away was our. For me, best defensive performance yeah. this season, and mm. he was vital in that. He was right snide, wasn't he? As much yeah. as I, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of it, Kurt Zuma, but again, if if he goes in the summer and doesn't stay, then I'm not not going to cry about it. Well, you know, Zuma means our our player, uh, isn't our he? Player, so, yeah. you know, he's obviously struggled with injury, hasn't he? Fitness and stuff like that. Yeah. He, you know, hadn't played um, much football following on from the World Cup. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, he beds in in the summer, mm. um, and he he goes on to form a great partnership with Keane. Obviously, that that is. <laughs> the ideal the plan, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what Silva's got in mind. Obviously, he's got a lot of faith in Michael Keane. I think he's looking for that new right back. And then suddenly he gets that in and it all gels together. And there's his five. You know, he's got Pickford's his man. You know, Dean, he just gets Everton, doesn't he? He's excellent, he? He just gets Everton. Yeah. His attitude, everything about him, he does right. And, and he's got a left foot that's what's well, like a wand. Do you know what I mean? He's energetic and he, and he, he reads the game very, very doesn't well. doesn't really put a foot wrong. He doesn't, does he? You know what I mean? So if you can get something that's anywhere near that on the on right, the right side, yeah. then suddenly you're thinking, wow. They'll have the palace for me. Wow. Yeah, I'd like him. I, I've just got a funny feeling there's going to be bigger sharks yeah. looking to eat that one up. Do you know what I mean? Seems a perfect right side of compliment. Oh, great, yeah. It would be brilliant if we could yeah. get him, like. Um, just to let you know, uh, listen out there, that we've got a couple of fan questions, so we'll finish off with them. But um, just to carry on, um, where are we? We've got what? What, John, what did you make Still of it? With the place, yeah, yeah. it's crazy yeah. up the wall. Is it, is it the wind bothering you? Well, do yeah. you know what, John? It's like like my readers because that was my next yeah. question. I swear to God, yeah. what did you make of Klopp's wing comments? 
Did you just laugh at it or? I, I don't that's, really blow, that's actually blown me mind that that was my next question. Y- yeah, well, <laughs> great, great minds think alike on fools never differing. I'm yeah. not sure which, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. And I, I look, I think as an Evertonian, you kind of programme that whatever Liverpool have got in charge, you're right. When he first came, I actually thought he was a breath of fresh air in the game. And yeah. I really thought he was funny. He was, he was mad as a box of frogs. But I think he's got a genuine, genuine business. And not being biased, but I kind of, you know, the way he belittled that journalist who dared to disagree with him over what was a penalty, in my opinion, at Anfield when Rooney scored. Mm. I, you know, it's almost like, well, I'll make jokes and fun of you, but, you know, and with all due respect, going up and remonstrating with a ball boy. He did that again yesterday with the journalist, have you seen Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Like, it's, I mean, he's kind of done it again, hasn't if you, he? If you question him and, like, get him in a bad mood, he's yeah. going to think, I'm the boss. The, the, the ball boy bit was dead funny because I thought, you watch it again and again, it looks as if he's going up to him to stop mm. the ball boy clapping. I just carries on doing it. Could you, know, you imagine if he went over and like just grabbed all of them or something? I've just yeah. got visions of his dad though jumping out the crowd. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what scouse mums and dads are like. You know, you know, but as you, as, you, as you say, Connor, the more he did it, the more he clapped. Because yeah. like, he's not being funny. Well, he's a legend now, isn't he? Imagine when he goes to school on Monday, with all due respect, he's going to be hated one side, love the other. But either way, you know, he, he to go back to copy. He seems to he, as we were saying then, he was a breath of fresh air. But now he's he's grown that excuses for for, for slipping away. They were what nine ten points clear the other week, yeah. and now yeah, one behind, two behind. I think when things are going great, then exactly, he looks yeah. great, doesn't he? And it's fantastic. It's and great. he's the, the, the boom and the laugh, yeah. laughter, yeah. great, great. He's all jolly. Like but then when it's turned, it's like oh, get a get a get a different. Gotta give him a little gog, fella. You're gonna make excuses for crying out loud. At least make them decent ones. I mean, Alex Ferguson <laughs> would make, but he'd never make. You know, he'd make, he'd make excuses and all. But Dad was a born winner, and and he never ever changed. Mm. You know, he come in as a grump and retired as one. So we all accepted that. But what was it last week? I mean, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer probably deserves manager of the year because he's the only manager who seemingly can have his players injured to ruin the other team's game. <laughs> Play a half fit team, have three well three substitutions in the first thirty odd minutes, and that will ruin the other team's game. And and, and to be fair to Klopp, he picks up on it. If their injuries stopped our momentum, don't know what done to United, but I I, I I don't get it. To me, sometimes you've got to turn around and say, do you know what? We couldn't break them down. The hats off to him was when he said uh, people don't like it, but I'm, I'm going to blame the wind again, <laughs> as you've like yeah. we went we went stupid the first time. I didn't see all the press conference, so. I did see bits of it, like little snippets. He didn't go as far as saying Storm Freya, did he? he didn't no, just bring Freya up and bring, blame her, did he? He's left Freya out of it, to be Can fair. you imagine if that came up and started blaming Freya? He did start talking about his missus at one point, which is a bit weird. Cause she, is she called Freya? Because that would be far too... Yeah, Freya Klopp. Yeah, I don't know whether that's too much for my little man to handle. Was like, he, was, he, got, he was like, why, why do you go up and like, celebrate in front of the away end like that he was like my missus winning or something so I, so I had the opportunity to like he's baffling at the, at the minute does he think he I mean a genuine answer in does he actually think he's, has someone actually told him when he was in school Jürgen you're funny and he's never forgotten it <laughs> I, I don't know because you do get those don't people know. don't you if someone tells you you're funny you never believe it or someone says you can play a musical instrument I, I think a lot of the press lap it up as well yeah. to be fair oh, sometimes massively. there is a bit of a love in isn't there we're doing it right now yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, but with the f- his, his first press conference when he first came to Liverpool, and he called himself the normal one. But like, Avram really? Grant already said that like then, a year or two before. He, he did the uh, the Boster interview on Sky on yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. immediately had a cup in his hand in his next interview with the Boster. Yeah. Yeah. Bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit prescribed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, Very weird. Yeah. Commercialised as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we we get it. You can talk Scouse, you know. Next. Well, while we're on the subject, um, Connor. How funny was it that Liverpool, well, the whole of Liverpool fans and stuff like that thought that 
we were celebrating a point. I mean, Virgil van Dijk actually came out mm. on Sky Sports News. Andrew Robertson and was about to cry on the radio yesterday when he said, oh, great, they've got a result. Did you see that match of the day too? I it's didn't. all about spiteful. I heard it, but I didn't yeah, see it. it. I, literally, I was expecting to go. So said, and you know what? When I have a birthday party, none of them are coming. Because <laughs> it, it was like a five-year-old child who wasn't picked for the football team who was going to get his revenge by it, not inviting to the It party. was so childish and more than it, that. Oh, yeah. We weren't celebrating a point. We were celebrating the fact that we've done them damage mm. and we've knocked them off a bit of momentum. If we'd have beat them and the celebration would have been like that, they'd have been like, ah, you haven't beat us in this long and now, you're, like, now it is a World Cup final. Yeah. yeah, It's a derby. They can be as too cool for school as they like. They do the exact same at their place. Yeah. Whether exactly. it's 1-1 or 1-0, whether they beat us 4-0, they celebrate like it's no tomorrow. Do When they play United, do when they play Chelsea, it's football. Let's get on with it, fellas, and let's like think about it. Are you going to celebrate like that if you beat City, if you beat City on the season? Probably. Yeah. Get over it. Get on with it. That's all. That's all I can say on it. They, they are just unbelievably bitter when it comes to stuff like this. It was a nil-nil draw as well. Mm. Wasn't even like they took the lead and we pegged them back. It was a nil-nil. Yeah. Neither of us could score. We were mm. both rubbish. And yet it's like, oh well, we were better than you. No, you just weren't. You just didn't score. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Um, I put that better myself. That was poetry. Right? <laughs> I've been watching too much of the Anfield, Rafa. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your spite warmed up. Um, what do you make of the atmosphere then, Connor? That Obviously, was just they were tired. <laughs> that was it. We were great. I, that was. I haven't been like that in the Gladys for a long time. That was so like so good. And I'm, I've always when the um, idea of using the sirens before, like guys come up and like now. That's a bit naff for me. Yeah. That was great yesterday. Right. And playing Zed Cars at half time, that was a bit. Yeah. It seemed like they went out early and it sort of it got back up then because we can, we can make these a bit worried. There was no clap for Allison. Like I sit directly behind the goal. It was just abuse. Anytime they come near us, abuse. That's what it needs to be like. Right, it's not going to be like that Burnley at home, Buddersfield at home. But them, perfect. And as I say, they, they were poor. I, I don't think there's been a quieter set of fans this season. And there's been some lads who have brought 300. Yeah, they were very, very poor, and they didn't. Play. They usually play up to it, and yeah. they bring us a birthday card. No birthday card yesterday. Mm. No, no funny wacky sounds before the game. It was just obviously got other things on the yeah. mind, haven't they? Yeah. What um, I've, I've seen a few things on Twitter, like different opinion with the sirens, whether it should be every game or just for the big games. No, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts? Not on even that? every big game for me. I think it would be on a is the game meaningful basis. Yeah. FA Cup quarter final under the lights like Chelsea a few years ago. Yeah. Derby yesterday, that means a bit, yeah. Every Arsenal home game, no, not for me. But if we're chasing fifth or sixth and the atmosphere, as Marcos Silva said, makes that 30-40% difference, yeah. I think it's got to be played by the year if you're going to do it. Mm. And that then becomes a bit of a worry because then the club think, oh, can we do it this week, can we do it that week? It'll be something that gets decided by them. I don't get paid to do it, so yeah. whatever. But for me, it'll be, is the game worth the atmosphere getting that loud, do it. Is it not going to be like that? Is it going to be other fields at home? Don't bother, just play that cars. I'm torn on it, John, to be honest, because we should, every game should be a big game. Now, I know yeah. you, I know every, you know, some games are bigger than others, obviously, of you know, course, that yeah. goes goes without saying, but, you know, you, you look at, I don't know whether this is a bit of a strange comparison, but you see, you know, um, in foreign leagues, and you've got mm. like you've got your your one fan sometimes who's in the stands, and he's got his he's on his tannoy, yeah. And they do that for every game, don't yeah. they? Now, I'm not saying it's, it's it's exactly the same, but for if they came out and just went, well, I just do it for the big games, 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. They do they do that for every game. I know it's, it's a different culture and yeah, stuff like that. I think that's what it is, though, Ian. It is a different yeah. culture, whereas I think being British, it, it, it is a little bit different, yeah. isn't it? There's, there's a bit more of continental all singing, all dancing atmosphere. There. Do you know what? It's magical. It just doesn't seem to transfer and work over yeah. here. I mean, it might just be worth... I do see largely of, of Connor's point about support. You know what? Why not do it randomly? Yeah, that would be you know, bad. You know what I mean? If you think about it, and because let's be, I thought Everton Swift yesterday was really, really good, straight into these and stuff like that. And there's, mm. a little, there's a lot of personality and some great lads who worked there, there really is, and some great girls as well. But I think sometimes it's a, kind of like knowing, you know, like you, you, you've got your, your, your partner and stuff like that, you, you know, just knowing sometimes when they're a little bit down or someone and just, you know, Doing something that's going to yeah, lift the that's what I mean by playing it by the ear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you think it is a bit of a family thing, the club and, and and the fans, it's not about being apart. The club and the fans generally have a very very good relationship. So I think sometimes when you can feel a little bit down, and also the players, you know, I, I never buy into this in over hundred grand. You know, the human beings, mm. and yes, you can see with social media. Oh, thank thank you for that. Thank you for that. That, that was that was amazing. Yeah. Burns today is words are from the heart. So I, I just maybe think maybe playing it by ear. And just surprising you now and again. Well, just on that, the fans were well and truly the twelfth man, weren't they? Absolutely. It, it, no one can compare to that. But when that is a bear pit, no one can compare. But uh, on my point that it's, it can't, it's, like I say, it's not going to be like that every game. But we sh- we should be up for for every game, shouldn't we? It, oh, it can't just be yeah. the derby. It can't no. just be a one off, can it? We can't you know, be... then we can't go back to you know say not Chelsea because obviously that'll be a, a big game. Yeah. But say the Burnley game, the, the next yeah. um, probably. Lower league team, lower t- yeah. team in the league yeah. who's coming, go back and say, well, the players have got to perform. You know what I mean? Like we were up for that. The fans, Goodison Park was up for that yeah. yesterday, and I just feel like it's got to. Be, it's not going to be, but it's tr- got to yeah, at least got try. To try and find some way, haven't you? At least, I mean, what say about Burnley? Is I'm right in thinking it's our last home game. Of yeah, the so season. it will be decent anyway. So chances are we'll be wearing next season's new kit. So. Maybe that's a perfect chance. Yeah. To to do that, yeah, I, I don't. But as you say, and we we should be, it, it's not attainable, is it? You know, but we should be looking to try and lift because I think it's, it's the old adage, isn't it? You lift the, the players, they'll lift you with the performance. Yeah. And I think it works both ways. And, and I think you're right with the social media reaction yeah. from the players that they've saying coming out, thank yeah. you, and, and stuff like that. Like they, I think they believed they were targets yesterday. And I thought, well, you know, thinking, well, we've every right. To be, you know, I, I don't pay any attention. The Anfield rap has popped up a lot on my timeline. <laughs> I mean, my God, arrogance and, 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 and you know, quite nastiness as well, I think, but the mm. comments about people in the family. It is a little bit nasty. Well, yeah. the people in the family enclosure. Yeah, yeah, saw that, saw people, that one. Leave it out. It wasn't ideal, really. Well, exactly, and there's no need for that. You don't, don't see any of it and- you know, fans, fan accounts or whatever, saying well, stuff like that. Exactly, they do take themselves very serious. They do have a serious outfit, it's filmed and stuff like that. And I think it's a little bit, you know, it's not as if they lost the game 5 0, or it's not as if the coach was attacked. You know, leave it out, lads. <laughs> it's like you said, almost like it's a big brother or a little brother not mm. getting in, not getting their own exactly. way and yeah. kicking off to the mum and exactly. dad. Exactly, you know, it, we didn't blow the lead for them. Do you know what I mean? It was the weather. <laughs> Freya, wasn't it? It was oh, storm Freya. I'm, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep this weather <laughs> one going. I really am. Yeah. You know, and I just for me, I would just like to have seen a goal in the first ever World Cup final staged at an English team. Do you know what I mean? That that that, that was a bit of a disappointment, and, and you know, Connor's laughing his head off yeah. here. By the way, do, do, do we share? Do we share the World Cup now? Do we split it in half? Who's got it? As pickles the dog foul? I don't know. <laughs> you know, there was no extra time. I was, there was no I was extra just... time. I was confused. Yeah, you know. As I thought, the cat was going to make an appearance as well. To be honest with you, the, the dog. presentation. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Not the goalkeeper, you know, the black cat. The black cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting quite a name for itself, <laughs> isn't it? It's got more followers on Twitter. Not hard, but it's got more followers on Twitter than me, that. Yeah. <laughs> Do the presentation. Absolutely. <laughs> that was a strange one. That was a very yeah. strange yeah. one. It was. Can I get... Go on, back, Connor. Go on, go in. Just, just back on the atmosphere a minute. How, how many years have we been saying this now, though? Like, it needs to be better. Like, it, I think think back to, like, Martin's days, can't I? Hmm. Quite a few. Hats off to, I don't know, the Twitter account who was like, try and get some flags in before the game and stuff like that. That mm. looked quite good. I think, if, I think a few Twitter accounts jumped yeah. on that. I know the, the Toffee Blues were quite, you know, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't think which about, one got yeah. back to the, like we started, yeah. but there was like... Grand old team were yeah, quite was like, as well. Like, we, we've always had flags as Everton fans yeah. from the 80s mm. and stuff like that's that. What, that's what I mean. Like, I can't, I sat in the Gladys now for like eight or nine years and I can't tell you when the last time mm. it was looked like sort of like a picture I've got on my phone from like the 80s that my dad yeah, showed me yeah. it was lads like the Everton Magic flag which is quite decent there was like a few Brazilian ones yeah. it looked quite good it wasn't like what they look like when they play at home and everyone's got a flag and everyone's mm. got a scarf but it was half for half us it was less, decent yeah. Yeah. and and if we can harbour that going forward and Again, big games. Then it's not going to be bad. We we lift the players. They mm. they help lift their performance. Is it me lads, or did that feel like Everton's identity was back? <laughs> a little bit. I yeah. think Moyes yeah. and Carragher said that after the game you know, a little bit. I've, it was an Everton performance. Yeah, it looked like yeah, Everton. You know, because I've I've not always been Jamie Carragher's biggest fan. I continue not to be. But I thought what he said yesterday was was actually bang on. Right, he said yeah. it's meant to be unpleasant going to Goodison. No, I, th- I, th- I think you're spot on. I think like I say, I don't want to get carried away on it because it's only been two games and that was only one game really. Where exactly. the atmosphere yeah. was fantastic. Exactly. Just think we need to build on it yeah. you know yeah. stick together no more you know this you know picking on players who've, yeah. who've had a bad game and stuff like that, that you know, it's, that was one yesterday where the first mistake didn't sort of get kids no it didn't there was not many not. moaning grounds yeah. there was a few late when it was like we were building towards thinking about yeah. getting a win and I think we put a few out of play calm and put a pass out thinking oh what's going on there and there was a moaning ground but it wasn't like from minute one where it has no. been for the past few years I think some uh, this has happened over the, the course of the couple of years where we kind of just you know we're expecting the players just to deliver exactly and it's it's not going to be it's not going to be the case is it you know that's that's our fault as fans as a fan base in in itself and when things don't you know go the way we want it's like well we get on the backs and that's when it becomes toxic it it does doesn't it there's a lot of frustration about the club whether you've and you know what we support a big team I don't care what it says but a big team that you know a lot of our fans ain't seen us win anything you know, you've got a, a kind of a legion group of fans who have seen us win a lot. You know, I, mean, I could only remember the FA Cup 1995. So I think there's a massive amount of frustration. So everything, like, like you know, it's now going to be, what? It's nine years we've not beat Liverpool. So that becomes magnified even more. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like been built on and built on and built on and built on to the point now it, it's it's huge, you know. And the I'm, sky was doing that. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, and, and, and the media will hone in on that. You know, and, and that, that's what creates... So, you're a player who's pulling on a blue shirt. You're running out to this very passionate group. The pressure's exacerbated. You're only a human being, aren't you? Mm. You know. Absolutely. Um, okay, before we do the fan questions, I'll just touch on Newcastle. The View from the Gladys Street Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street Podcast. Connor, is there a risk then that obviously there's always a risk in anything but you know we, we need to make sure we kick on but is there a risk that um, following on from the derby that we could be a little bit flat going into going into the, the Newcastle game I think so and it's a bit of a weird away game isn't it where the fans can't really make a difference because they're stuck up yeah God in Sunderland aren't they so um, yeah <laughs> that's well put that. that's exactly what we are <laughs> so, so yeah we could come out a little bit flat and a little bit uh, 
But I think they'll be wanting to get back on to win and wait. They've played quite well to cut to two of them past few weeks, but they were flat on Saturday. And if I think if we can hold them off for the first 15, 20 minutes and then sort of try and play our game, we'll be all right. I don't. I think we've got enough to beat them. They've probably got enough to beat us, but I'd back us more times than I would them to, on Saturday. And I'm not too not too worried about it at the minute, but let's see how the later in the week goes. And John, we've got a, a really good record to be fair against Newcastle over the past couple of years. Um, but sticking with the Liverpool theme, got Rafa Benitez as the manager. Is, they have, yeah. Is he someone who's... Um, I don't know really know what my question is potentially you know could do a job for, for Everton or over the at, at any point but as in managing them yeah no yeah. I just I, I just I just mean I know he's been in the past been touted yeah. hasn't he yeah I, it's not, I think Rafa Benitez is a very very decent manager you don't do what he did in Spain and you know he won the European Cup with that and but if he hadn't decided to berate Alex Ferguson he probably would have won the league with Liverpool so mm. he certainly got something about him whether he'd ever be wanted at Everton, I, I, I kind of shake his head. No, I have, to, I have to agree. I can't see it going down to it because if you think Silva, who's likeable, yeah. is under the spotlight, they will be punishing Benitez's every single thing. I mean, if he zips his coat up wrong, Everton, <laughs> Everton fans will be on it, won't they? First pre-season defeat. Can you, yeah, can you imagine it, can't you? You know, you know he, he signs a player who doesn't hit the ground running, what you sign him for. So I, I don't know whether there's just been a little bit too much water gone on the bridge, but you know what, he's doing a decent job for Newcastle. And I think, you know, and looked up that Rondon, and I would seriously, if he's fit, bringing me, think about bringing Mina back in, because I think he's the one that maybe could yeah. use his physicality punishes a little bit. I think we can put up on him and keep yeah, it quiet. give us trouble at Goodison, didn't Exactly. Yeah. You know, he seems to, wherever he's been with, he's, he he's, has given us, I think he scored at Goodison as well, didn't he? Yeah, that did, yeah. yeah. So I think what if we can sort of shut up shop on him, then there's no reason with our prowess, with the likes of Richarlison and, and Bernard, who I think has got to stay in now, uh, why we can't go and, you know, cause them a few problems and get a few goals. Okay, that's a little Newcastle preview. We'll move on to the fan questions. Uh, Connor, start off with you. Callum Lapsley um, usually submits a question. He just said, what do we feel is um, a successful end to the season and what's been a very disappointing season now? Um, for me, uh, strong performances at home against these big stars that are going to come in. Not getting too disheartened by where we finish. If we finish top half, I'll take that for what happens between over, over the winter period. That's not what I hoped before the start of the season especially with the FA Cup run but I think if we show that we've got a foundation for next season that'll be alright for me that that sort of it if if we show like this is how we're going to play next season we get a striker we get a right back we get a centre mid and we'll kick on a level then that's sound I think that's sort of ju- um, that goes on someone's judgement how they feel Everton do so it's going to be different for everyone but I think if we showed that we've got enough metal to stand up to the Arsenal's, to sit the United's, Chelsea, Spurs away, then I think that that'll be all right for me. Finish about eighth or ninth, whatever. Okay, um, there's your question answered, Callum. Uh, John Francis Eglinton um, basically said Calvert Lewin seems to have split opinions yesterday. I th- he thought it, Francis thought he did well uh, with very little service. Um, Others thought he didn't offer much. I think you probably touched upon it, haven't you, really, on Dominic Carver-Lewin, but just quickly on uh, your thoughts on his, his performance. I'm going to go with he did well. You know, I think carver he's still a young, you know, but he's still a young lad. The lack of inexperience, I think, 
he, he carved out a chance with the header. I said, I think he spun Van Dyke well. And yeah, Van Dyke, we did play up to him a little bit. Let's, let's, whatever he was. Van Dyke is a world class centre forward who's justifying his price tag. So yeah, I think Carver Lewin doing well. I think he's certainly going to benefit when he's got a little bit more experience. But I think, you know, he needs, it's a funny one, but he needs more top class strikers at the club, more top to learn from. Mm-hmm. Tosin's not really an answer. It's almost like Tosin's looking towards him. And, and Carver Lewin mm-hmm. at the moment is just not ready, you know, I think mentally, emotionally, or whatever, or experience to lead a line of Everton football club. But you know what? He come up against one of the best defences. I think Liverpool's clean sheet record. I think they have the most, don't they? I, I thought he did well. I, I just don't think he's quite ready to lead the line. And I think, you know, we said it yesterday, as well as Calvert-Lewin did, if we'd have had another striker, you know, even a Lukaku, I know he'd split a lot of opinion, maybe we would have got a goal there yesterday. Maybe he would have been, that would have been, you know, that one chance kind of thing, you they, know. They looked all right when they played together once or twice, Calvert-Lewin and Lukaku. I think if you get, well, it worked, again, it? Yeah. again, if you get someone who can sort of mentor him and mm. get him to like think, oh, this is how you properly finish, because yeah. his work rate's good, his chase is great yeah. for me. But he needs someone who he can look to and think, well, you're going to get the 20 goals. If I get five or six, then we're all right. Yeah. Okay, there you go, Francis. Um, Stephen Kenbury, Connor, he said, it hasn't been a great season. And I know with the money we've spent, we probably should be playing better. Um, but do we as fans have to take some responsibility? Again, we've kind of touched on this anyway, but have we been far too negative and quick to get on the players back this season? I would say so, yeah. Because again, as John said before, like, we, a lot of us accepted that it was going to be a transitional season and then it sorted the first sign of danger like oh get me off this ship it's a sinking ship get me out get silver out all that sort of nonsense but if we would have bought in and completely bought in and left it and gone not not to the point where we think oh we'll fall into relegation this is alright this is fine that that, that uh, little meme with the, the brooms on fire <laughs> but if <laughs> if we'd have left it and go oh well performance has been alright but we can fix this we can fix that Let's not get negative too early. I think this season probably would have took a little bit of a different turn, positively in my opinion. But it it it's you need to take the rough with the smooth. If again we just take give end this season and give us something to build on for next season, we'll be all right. Um, yeah. Again, just I keep saying the performances going into the end of the season. Let's see where we go. Okay, there you go, Stephen. Um, John, one from Carl Oscar Lieberg. He's basically said or asked um, from the past two games has Silva really saved his job do you think he has actually saved his job from the, the past two results uh, well I, I don't think from the board it was evident that I really really don't but I think maybe in terms of, of fan and, and fan power and so yeah I think I think he probably has I mm-hmm. mean I honestly think let, let's not take anything away from Cardiff but Cardiff game was always going to be in the shadow of the Merseyside derby but there's two clean sheets there's four points I mean I'd love to be sitting here now knowing that we took a point off Cardiff and three points off Liverpool but four points nonetheless when let's be honest you Ian you're not you're not negative you're not like and you know you weren't really predicting much from Cardiff or Liverpool we've actually got four points and you know we're sitting here thinking well Another day we could have got six. So I think Silver, I think, I think Silver certainly maybe improved himself as a coach. But you know what? I think probably in his own mind he probably has saved his own job. And I think the players now are thinking, well, I think they, they looked and thought we're playing for a coach who, who's playing to our strengths, who's willing to sacrifice his ethos for for the good of the game, the good of Everton's game. So yeah, I think possibly. I don't think the board would ever have sacked him, but I do think Silver probably is thinking, well, you know what, I've got to the end of the season now, there's something disaster with the fans. Mm. I think, you know, Silver will know what the fans are saying or what the fans are thinking. That's going to be impacted on him. 
but I think he's come out fighting. So I do think I do think he saved himself. I really do. Okay, interesting answer there. Um, last one then, Connor Martin Jameson said, if Bernardo's four inches taller, would he have got his foot on the, the cross and buried it and would we have won? Please discuss. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that's all that needs to be said about yeah. that one, yeah. Um, yeah, he was so close. So close, wasn't So it? close. Yeah. We didn't have so little tiny legs. We'd have <laughs> one nil. We'd have been yeah. all right. But his low centre of gravity is probably what gives him his, you know, his quality and, you know. Take the rough with the smear, don't you? And you've got to balance it out. That's it. Okay, lads, that's really enjoyable chat. It's uh, certainly perked me up after the... After yesterday, obviously a positive result um, in the grand scheme of things, but onwards to Newcastle, I think, and um, hopefully we can get three points there. Connor, thanks for coming on. John, thank you for coming on, as usual, and we'll have you back on again soon. And uh, to you guys out there listening, I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.